This episode is sponsored by our friends at Fujifilm North America. Their X-Series digital cameras and lenses may just give you that creative edge you're looking for in your portraits and events. You'll find everything from 40 megapixel image quality to 40 frames per second bursts, plus unique in-camera film simulation modes and effortless usability. Click the link in the episode description to find the full range. There has never been a better time to invest in your passion, so make sure to click the link. Hey there, it's Nikki Klosser, and I want to let you know about an awesome free giveaway for people on our email list. If you haven't already, click the link in our podcast description or go to theportraitsystem.com slash sign up to get on the list. If you sign up, you'll get a free posing 101 PDF to jumpstart things. It's an epic PDF, so you'll definitely want to get this. Also, just by being in our email community, you'll get deals, sales, and information about any of our upcoming events and activities. So head over to theportraitsystem.com slash sign up and sign up today. This is the Portrait System Podcast, a show that helps portrait photographers and people hoping to become one navigate the world of photography, business, money, and so much more. We totally keep it real. We share stories about the incredible ups and the very difficult downs when running a photography business. I'm your host, Nikki Klosser, and the point of this podcast is for you to learn actionable steps that you can take to grow your own business and also to feel inspired and empowered by the stories you hear. Hey everyone, today's Clubhouse episode with your amazing guests, Ashley and Kevin, is Shauna Crane. You heard Shauna on her own full episode before, but this time they talk all about why good branding and design is so important to your business, why you need high-quality printed materials to promote your business, and they also just did a check with Shauna on where she's at with her business now, basically a follow-up to what her episode was before. Okay, let's get started with Shauna Crane, Ashley, and Kevin. Welcome, everyone, to the Portrait System Podcast Clubhouse Edition. My name is Kevin Condit, and I'm here with my co-host, Ashley Taylor. If you are not familiar with the Portrait System, we are a portrait photography podcast that is powered by Sue Bryce Education. Nikki Kloster hosts our Monday episodes, and Ashley and I co-host our Clubhouse Edition, which is live here on the Clubhouse app every Friday at noon Pacific. And then our episodes are released on Thursdays. You can tune in on your favorite podcast app by searching for The Portrait System. Ashley. How are you doing today? I'm great, Kevin. I'm excited to be kicking off a new year with these Clubhouse chats. And I'm so excited to introduce our guest for today, Shauna Crane. Welcome, Shauna. Thank you, Ashley. And I'm sorry. <laughs> this is this is my new uh, new venture into this. This is my first Clubhouse. I'm very excited. So yeah, um, don't apologize. <laughs> it's it's very easy and intuitive once you get the hang of it. <laughs> um, so, I don't have headphones, so I'm sitting really, really close to my phone. I haven't bought my AirPods yet. Oh, you're you sound good, so don't worry. Um, I'm gonna toss it back to Kevin to get us officially started. No problem. Thank you much. Welcome to the podcast, Shana. Thanks, Kevin. How are you doing? Not bad. Not bad. Enjoying my 2022. Ooh, I hope you guys had a great holiday. New Year's and, and Christmas and Hanukkah and everything else? Definitely did, definitely did. <laughs> <laughs> so, as we start the new year, this is the time where everyone says, New Year, new me. Goals uh-huh. get set, plans get made, and that's including business goals. For yes. photographers, improving their marketing material ends up being one of the focuses that they try to improve upon. Mm-hmm. Um, so we thought it would be a great opportunity to talk to you being as you've created a large portion of the digital content that viewers see in SBE, as well as having a nice selection of 
templates on the Portrait Masters store. Mm -hmm. uh, so we're going to start off 2022 quick and jump right into it. As All right, a sounds good. Designer, how do you define great design? Oh God, um, it has to communicate very, very well, and and with as few words as possible because you can lose somebody's attention really quick. It needs to be clear and concise. Um, and then it has to match your brand. And that's across the board from your logo to your colors, to every print piece, every online piece should have a consistent look so that when somebody sees it, they know who, exactly who it is. Make sure it has your contact information so that people can get in touch with you and make it a little exciting and make sure it represents who you are, your style, your personal style, your business style, and that it speaks to the um, demographic that you're trying to target. So Shauna, one thing that I always think about when it comes to creating like a brand is like you said, creating consistency with both communication and the way you like represent yourself, but also with your the look, like the styling that you do and making sure that like the fonts are the same, like you said, the colors mm -hmm. are the same. And Kevin and I had like a little interesting debate yesterday about what exactly defines like rebranding or creating a brand. So I was wondering like how much of it is just a logo and a design style and how much of it is other things? Like how would you decide define like what is creating a brand for your business? For me, the brand is your voice. What, how, how it comes across the way that you communicate, um, not just speaking, but in, in the written words. Um, so that also includes your style, the way that you're, the way that you're speaking. Are you fun and friendly? Are you, you know, strictly business? Um, are you speaking to parents who have children? So if you're just photographing, just photographing kids or if you're photographing high school students, everything has to have a specific tone that um, speaks to who it is you're trying to reach. That's included in your brand. And then, of course, the look, the look and feel, which would be the fonts, the colors, the logos, which need to represent <clears throat> your business. So for me, and this is kind of a rule that kind of goes back to graphic design school, is that you pick two fonts. If you use more than that, it gets a little confusing. So like, say, if you're using a, a script font, you can add in a serif or sans serif font, like Helvetica or uh, like a a Garamond would be the uh, serif font. Um, and then you want to choose your colors. Are you, you know, classic? Are you more chic? Um, you want a little bit more glitter, glitz, um, things like that. So keep those things in mind. What speaks to you? And then, of course, what speaks to the people that you're trying to reach? Do you recommend for people who are looking to maybe rebrand or up-level their look and feel of their design this year to like create a mood board or a pin board or like how do people find their style or decide what their brand should look like? Yeah, that's for me it's always been about I don't I've never really used a mood board or probably because I'm more cerebral. I, I, I have everything in my mind and I and when I see somebody and I talk to them and I ask specific questions about them and I look at them, I kind of get a feel for what their style is. Um, for somebody who's trying to search who they are and what they like, I think a mood board's a fantastic idea, especially using Pinterest to create those things. Um, look at what 
is on Pinterest and, and just start collecting little things that you like, um, whether it's clothing or colors or um, just kind of anything that you like, and then start putting them together in groups and finding what those styles that appeal to you. And then you kind of narrow down what it is that you like and what you want to, what you want to go with. And if you can't hire a designer, it will definitely help you if you have the budget for that. If you're doing this on your own, start really, really simple. And maybe just do like a text logo or a monogram logo. And then choose some colors and just start little by little. And then you can build it. I've evolved my brand so many times and my design design style so many times over the you know course of my career and the course of my business. Um, and now I've just... I would say I rebranded again maybe like three years ago when I changed my business name. So it is kind of an evolving thing. And it evolves as you evolve and as your business evolves. Yeah, I mean, that resonates with me a lot because I've been in business for, I guess this is my 12th year since I started really officially in 2010. Mm -hmm. Um, And I remember like just all the different journeys. I remember when I first put my very first like wedding photography blog like oh cringe on some of the choices (laughs) that I made and um I had no money no budget and then I remember the first time that I paid like a real web designer and to come up with a brand that like again looking back on it is not me at all anymore but it made such a big difference in how people perceived me that was Mm -hmm. I mean this is when I was a wedding photographer but it it really helped justify at the time, which was a a big price point from barely charging anything for weddings to like, you know, $2,500 for a wedding. And then when I, you know, really wanted to create a more high-end wedding brand and then add like the luxury portraits in, creating more of a fashion, really elegant, like Mm rebranding again. And then, so like, I'm probably on my fifth, I want to say, logo look of my business colors although they've all had pink (laughs) as a part of it (laughs) there's always been pink in the mix (laughs) um but yeah I mean it is a it is a journey it's not like something that you just do once and then kind of it's Mm -hmm. done I would say Mm -hmm. for people listening and if you're using just your name that can make it even harder um when I was using my former married name and it was just, you know, my first name and my last name on there, um, I just used a, a graphic that I created that looked like a, um, like a camera. Very, very simple, very obvious. Um, and I think that's a really good place to start too. It's just kind of going something really, really simple until you kind of figure out who you are. Yeah. Um, and then I never really liked it. I just did it because I needed, I knew I needed something. And I just kind of went with it and I went with gold and black and gray and just kept it really simple and clean. But then when I changed my name back to my maiden name, I knew I wanted to use my last name, but I didn't want to um, use my first name. I wanted to keep it a little bit more, um, I don't know, just didn't want to keep it as quite as personal because I didn't, at some point I did see myself adding staff and I didn't want it to be all about me. Yeah. Um, so, you know, the, the red part of the red crane really, really was an evolution. It took a few months to kind of come up with that. And I remember talking to Sue about it and we were just sitting there and I was like, I really need to change my name. And I, and I just like, I don't know what to do. And we were talking about it. And um, 
this color red kept coming up in all of my portraits. It's something that it's a color I love. I don't wear it that often, but I just love to look at it. It's a very powerful, passionate color. Mm-hmm. And then I found that it started speaking to me. Um, and, and it just, it's something that when I first started in photography in, in my business, I started working with uh, Go Red for Women and photographing these amazing um, survivors of heart disease and stroke. And they're always in this red dress. And I started evolving it with a red background. And it was some of the most creative things that I've ever done. And when I looked back at my portfolio and what I was showing online, that's what kept popping up. And so um, I looked up the color red and I, and then I looked at, you know, my last name crane and seeing what it represented in different, not just in my Hispanic culture and the Irish culture, um, but kind of like what it represents as a color to everyone around the world. And um, I felt like, yes, this is me. This represents exactly, you know, not just what I'm going through at that moment, going through my divorce and everything, but just how I felt, you know, about myself and my confidence and um, I've been in the passion that I have for life and, and, and work. And I just felt like this is it. This is who I am. And, um, and I saw my family, um, family crest and I didn't like the way that it looked. So I thought, huh, what if I, what would a modern version of my family crest look like? And that's how I ended up coming with the design for my logo. Oh, that's oh wow. Awesome. You, you created your own new family crest. <laughs> I just want to point out, I absolutely love your logo. Thank it you. is one of my favorite logos that I think I've come across of any photographer. It is so oh. unique and it is so regal looking that I'm like, oh my God, this is, this is brilliant. You don't normally see that level of quality, I would say, mm-hmm. in, in logos for, for photographers. So I just uh-huh. want to go ahead and point that out. Or oh, that. thank you. Well, if you also look at it, it it's it's just the head, a, like a profile portrait of a crane. So there's also some symbolism and and kind of a, a subliminal kind of message in with it. Not only is it my family crest and my logo, but it also represents what I do, which is portraits. Oh, that, okay. That adds <laughs> even more to it. That's awesome. <laughs> um, I did want to ask. Talking about logos, this is some one of the things that you constantly see on SBE, talk, people talking about their logos and what they should do with it. And some people just say, put something out there. Mm-hmm. Some people are saying, take the time to design it. What is your thought on logos? What is the importance of it? The importance is really to um, differentiate yourself from everybody else. It's, um, it's an identifier, uh, identity. Um, it's a way to, um, represent who you are very, very quickly and people can, can put, it's like putting a face to a person, their name and their face together. You need it. The logo is like a first face of your business. It's out there in the public. Cause you're not necessarily, you aren't necessarily out there all the time. That's just how I see it. So if you're just starting out, I would say start out with something simple using a text logo. Just find a font that you love and start there. And then maybe upgrade it to a monogram or, um, you know, just using the, the initials of, of the name of your business and put that together in a nice little graphic with, with the font that you chose, in the font that you chose. And just keep it simple. 
and start there. Then choose a color. Even if it's just black and white, choose a single color for that. And then when you, you find a color that you really, really like, you can change it. Mm, okay. And then as time goes on and you start really seeing, um, seeing more of yourself and, 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 you know, how you're representing yourself and the things that you like, the, you know, do, do a little research, you can upgrade it from there. It's okay to change the look of your business and evolve. It's not going to, like, this is, was something that I did worry about a little bit because I was going from Shauna Lofi to Red Crane Portraits. And I was afraid, oh, my God, I'm having to start all over again. Nobody's going to know who I am. It didn't matter. I, you know, I've already been out there. I've been networking. People knew who I was. They knew me as Shauna, not necessarily my name, my last name. And they knew my work. So it did not affect my business at all, only that it maybe gave me a little more confidence because I felt more secure with this representation of myself. And it made me feel more confident. But it didn't, it did not negatively affect my business changing the color and the look or even the name so it's okay to evolve it yeah I think that's really important to point out too for people is like just like your logo and your design is important but like we said at the beginning like your brand is also you and how you like make relationships and Mm -hmm. just get out there in the community so if you have a network like you can change stuff and people are still gonna trust you for example like when I switched from weddings to going full-time with portrait I still had a huge network in my local community because of all the time I spent networking for my wedding Mm -hmm. business and it wasn't like those people were like oh you don't shoot weddings anymore we cut you off you know like (laughs) they still were able to refer me boudoir like bridal boudoir shoots or you know other things and we were still I was able to do their brand photos like relationships don't have to end just because you evolve your business and that's a huge part of being a local business I think versus like if Nike or like how Facebook wants to like rename their company or whatever, that's like a little more like different than just a local photographer changing up something about their business. I know that Facebook thing is funny. I'm like never going to get used to calling it meta or whatever they want us to call it. Um, I wanted to ask you just going back to design um, with Brand colors and like, for example, you said that you picked red because you noticed you photograph it a lot and it was coming through in your work. Mm -hmm. But for photographers who maybe are just starting to think about the look and design of their business or they are rebranding, should they consider the colors that tend to come up in their photos? Like if you have, for example, like a purple or a really strong color on your web page that doesn't necessarily match the colors in your photos? Is that like a design like incongruence? It can clash a little bit. I mean, I, I have found that sometimes my red doesn't go with a lot of my personal branding because a lot of my personal branding work is there's a lot of blues that come up in it. There's a lot of, um, you know, grays and blacks, which, look okay with with the red but then there's a white background so it does sometimes clash a little bit so when i'm i'm kind of very conscious about this when i'm designing my marketing i'll pick images where the person in their clothing and the background that i chose for that photo will complement my colors um when it comes to 
somebody else choosing the color they want, it's not, it doesn't have to come from what you photograph a lot. Um, but do keep in mind when you do choose a color, um, choosing images to go along with it to represent yourself that do complement it. Because if you, it, red's a very brash color and it doesn't really go with everything. Yeah. Gold, I found it's very more neutral. When I was using gold um, and, and uh, it was like a really charcoaly gray color, I found that was easier to use kind of across the board. So if you're a little bit more um, kind of a middle ground kind of person, just kind of, you're not, I, I would say it's a little bit more subtle of a color. Choose those types of things, things that are, um, you know how they say gray is the new beige? It's kind of like that. Yeah. <laughs> Basically gray is gold, silver, um, bronze, copper, um, literally the metallic colors. Um look really great with um you know like uh, like boudoir and um and fashion and um what's the other one um kind of the glamour vanity fair style portraits i think they look so beautiful together um it's just it really look at what the genre that you shoot and see what colors you feel look complimentary with them like if you're shooting babies obviously you're going to go with like pinks and blues pastel colors um soft looks soft and um whimsical fonts um if you're shooting boudoir it's going to be more like red would go gray with boudoir red and gold um strong fonts like you could do blocky fonts or very ornate um and uh classical looking fonts or swirly scripty fonts um if you shoot personal branding and headshots, maybe you want to go with something more dynamic in business. Um, think like GQ and Fortune 500 magazines and look at the way that they um, look at their fonts and their colors. And that kind of will give you a guide to where to start. I think that point was really helpful about looking at different genres. And what if someone shoots multiple genres? Do you feel like they have to have different, like, colors and fonts and logos for each genre or how does someone tie it together i definitely go with something neutral something simple um like a sans serif font or a serif font that's just clean modern um simple because it will go across the board um but no you don't don't change your look for every little thing every genre that you, that you shoot because it starts to get confusing and people aren't really sure. Are you the same, you know, person that shoots this? Um, yeah. You don't want to confuse your public or your, your target audience. So just pick something that's a little bit more middle ground. Hmm. So with that, you've been around SBE long enough where you've seen people create all their marketing material. Mm-hmm. what mistakes do you see people making when they're first starting out? Like, Hmm, I would probably not do that. Oh gosh. There's, there's a lot of little technical things. Like people will put text too far to the edge of a, of a page or the image, especially with the magazine covers. Um, they're making their, the masthead which is the top part with the, the word portraits and making that way too small. Um, and then they're putting the the text below, like the little descriptions, way too close to the edge. 
Um, so those just technical little things like that. And some logos I've seen that are just uh, way too busy, um, where you can't really read the, the, the words and, um, there's just too much going on in them so that if you were going to do design like your gold foil gift cards, they wouldn't come out very well because one, the fonts are too thin and then there's just too many ornate little things going on. So a very simplified logo with um chunky pieces or solid um graphics um little bit of a, of a thicker font works really well when you're making things like when you're considering like your the promotional types of things like like your gift cards um maybe a t-shirt or your bags that you may maybe want to put your products in um, keep those things in mind when you're designing something because you want to make sure that it will translate to different types of print mediums. You know, that's interesting because when I was first creating my own logo, I was like, oh, this is fantastic. I wanted my the business name uh, Poplite to be larger and underneath the word photography to be smaller. Mm-hmm. And I noticed that as soon <laughs> Uh, rookie mistake as soon as you make that small to potentially put that say on a uh, a business card or at the bottom of marketing material or as a watermark all of a sudden your my logo became uh, unreadable you know yeah parts of the logo was too busy to really tell what the the logo itself was and uh-huh. the text was just tiny you know <laughs> but you yeah. take it bigger because mm-hmm. it would just be taking up too much overall. You know? Yeah, one of the things that they taught us in design schools when we do create a logo and we're creating variations that we're designing, we need to print them out and see what they look like in different sizes. So we would create a size sheet. And, you know, we'd start off with something like a, fi- a three by three or five by five until something as like small as an inch by inch. And if you print it out and you can read it, then it's well designed. If not, you need to go back to the drawing board. That's interesting. Yeah, I've also seen where people are making like the same, but the logo itself is tied in with different aspects of it, but mm-hmm. different versions, I guess, for different um, media, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. So if you wanted to have like my logo, I would call that a stacked logo where it's more it's more of a square and a box type of shape. It'll fit in a circle. It'll fit in a square. Um, other people have logos that are more horizontal where you could actually put, it works perfectly fine putting on something as small as a pen. Um, so you do, when you are designing something, make sure that you can design it in a way that you can use it in different formats, like a stacked or more horizontal shape. It's okay to take the, that logo because you're using the same elements, the same fonts, the same colors and moving around the positions of the graphics and the font and the, and the text so that you can put it in certain, maybe more vertical or more um, horizontal spaces. Yeah, that's interesting. Cause like I have a, my, you know, my business is my name and I have a long name, like the way my parents chose to spell Ashley is a little, is mm. a little long. It's eight letters. Yeah. <laughs> so I've always had that issue where it's like, I can't get really a stacked, logo easily because it's just my first name is so much longer and I'm sure there are people who have like a longer spelled first name than me out there too so like what do you do when you're like um bound by the words or like 
the letters in the way you've chosen to name your business? A lot of a lot of it would come down to fonts, like the font that works the best for your, the size of your name. Um, with Ashley Taylor portrait, I would I could stack that logo, putting Ashley then Taylor underneath and portrait underneath that. Yeah. Um, you could. It, it, I mean, there's a lot of different ways to play with it, and the font that you choose gives you different options. Um, and especially, and if you're using two different fonts with that. Um, you could put Ashley Taylor in in like a script font and then put portrait in a sans serif font underneath that, a little bit smaller. Got it. So it's just mostly like playing for people, looking at it different ways and just being mindful that like, how can you change this up for yeah. the different? And, if, and I'd really yeah. recommend using um, a, a program called Adobe Illustrator because it is more... Um, it's easier to use rather than Photoshop to create a logo because you play with it more. You can, there, it's in a vector based format, which is in, incredibly the hi- higher resolution than the high, highest pixel resolution you get in Photoshop, which translates better to um, different print mediums like gold foil, for instance. It needs a vector based artwork in order to print a clean version of your logo. Um, Illustrator or even InDesign, for that matter, has a very has some similarities to to InDesign as far as um, with fonts and, and graphics. But Illustrator is the best when you're creating something like a combination mark, which is what my logo would be—a combination mark, which is a symbol or a graphic with your text. Um, if you're making a monogram logo and you want to put it in a box or put it in a circle or put it in some sort of um, a shape, and then knock that out so that you have like the letters in um, kind of cut out of that shape and then the co- a solid color behind it. It's so much easier to do that in Illustrator. Is there a big learning curve from Photoshop to Illustrator? Because I feel like the one time I opened up Illustrator, I was like, oh boy. And then I think I quickly, <laughs> I think I quickly closed it. Like, nope. <laughs> no, thank you. <laughs> Not today. <laughs> yeah. The interface is very intimidating for sure. But um if you're just making a text-based font, the only thing you need is that is the uh, the type tool and the move tool, and then there's a couple little fun things to use in the transform tools, um, so that it helps you to knock out text or whatever. And then creating creating that um, some of the, the the text into outlines so you can play with it more. Um, these are things that I'm actually um, working on creating video tutorials to show people how to do these things to create a simple text-based logo or to add a little bit more graphics in it and show them how to do that in Adobe Illustrator. Because I don't want people to feel intimidated by it at all because it isn't. And if you want to do your own graphic design, you know, maybe it's out of necessity because you can't, you don't have the budget to hire a graphic designer. You, you have to just bite the bullet and learn how to use it. I have been learning um, Canva and, you know, trying to figure out, how do I take some of my templates to put them in Canva? And that thing is, <laughs> I mean, and I have almost 30 years of design experience and I was having issues with it because I can't do all, I can't do all the complicated designs that I, well, I mean, they seem complicated once I put them into Canva because it doesn't allow, it doesn't allow me to do the things I can normally do in InDesign and Photoshop and Illustrator for me because I can oh, do a little funny. more advanced things. But if you're willing to learn Canva, <laughs> you should be willing to learn Illustrator and InDesign. You want to be your own designer? 
And this is my tough love right here. I'm going to oh. say it. <laughs> here comes the tough love, guys. If you want to be your own designer, you need to learn to use the right tools for the job. Um, Photoshop is great for editing your photos. It's good for doing small projects like a two-sided business card or, you know, a gift voucher. But if you want to make a magazine, stop tearing your hair out trying to do it in Photoshop and please try InDesign. It is not, it is not as intimidating as you think it is, especially if you're, you're using a template. You're just doing a couple of things like changing some text, using the, the type tool. It's just like the one in Photoshop. Um, adding your pictures, you can drag and drop those into the boxes. It's really not that hard. So just breathe <laughs> and try following along with the tutorials. And there are so many tutorials out there, not just mine, but there are so many talented um, instructors in that teach all these different programs, and it will make it easier for you. But if you really want to do your own graphic design, you got to put on your big boy girl, big, big boy and big girl pants and, um, you know, learn a new skill. I absolutely love, and I was not expecting you to go that way with the Canva question because <laughs> I, I thought you were going to say, oh, it's so simple to go with, cause you know, that's how it's, it's, it's explained to us is it's simple to then just put a few elements here and a few elements there, you know, export, boom, you're out. Mm -hmm. um, I do agree with you on the taking the time to learn some of the software, um, illustrator in design, you know, for me, I wanted to create my own, uh, pricing list and a few other things. And I decided, you know what, that's something that I need to create in InDesign. I know that there are other software that I could potentially use that will just, you know, pump that out for me real quickly. But I, I wanted to create something that was specifically to myself, my brand, my business. And I don't think that I was going to get that putting it into a template. So I sat down and I maybe watched like five hours worth of tutorials just to learn InDesign, at least the uh -huh. basics of it. So yeah. I can get going. Um, but that, I, I'm glad that you said that. No, I'm so proud of you though, for taking, you know, biting the bullet and doing that. That's, that's guts. I love that. Um, it is, it, it does look intimidating. It really does. I have to tell you. And then I, and I, I try to put myself in other people's shoes and I try to remember what it was like when I was in design school and first learning these things. And I remember making the mistakes and being frustrated and, and it takes time to learn anything new. You know, how many, how many times did you fall off your bike and you're learning to ride it? How many times did, you know, you felt like you're, you, you, you swallowed a ton of pool water learning how to swim? Um, everything, everything worth doing takes time to learn it. Exactly. Yeah, that is such a good reminder. Um, we do have a question from AJ. So AJ, if you want to rate or, yeah, unmute yourself and ask your question. Hi, guys. Um, so can you hear me? Yes, yes, we can. Welcome. Perfect. It was giving me no visual feedback, so I was unsure. Anyway, <laughs> um, I, I focus on portraiture and then also commercial work. And I'm taking these first two months of the year to really like hone in and make sure all of my marketing is looking great. The question I have is about my website. 
up until this mm-hmm. point, I've been kind of like shoot and burn and doing everything. And over 2021 and getting into the portrait system, I've gone to IPS and uh, it's been amazing. But my website is in shambles because it basically kind of has everything that I used to do. And so what I'm kind of curious about, since I'm really focusing on portraits, and then I also have commercial work that I do, would you have like an opening page that would be like portraits, commercial, and then you kind of pick which way to go in? Or how would you structure your website? Um, what, do you, what do you sell the most of? Um, currently, my portrait work. Okay. I would then... And I do mostly seniors and boudoir. Okay. Then show what you sell. Show okay. what you want to sell. And then yeah, take the rest of it off. Um, on my website, I have headshots and personal branding on the, on the homepage. Mostly headshots. That's my entree into getting people to come to my, to my studio. Because headshots is something everybody needs, no matter who they are. Right. Um, so that gets people in the door. And then they get a feel for, for the way that I shoot and who I am and the way that I work. And they love their images. And I, I tell them, oh, well, hey, if you have a family, you want to do family portraits, you want to do this, you want to do that. I, get, I give them all my marketing for the, you know, the other, other things that I shoot. I photographed Sweet. a woman who, did her, who wanted me to do headshots for her business. And then um, after the photo shoot, she's like, do you shoot families? I'm like, yeah, absolutely. Here's the, I have a holiday special going on. I gave her my flyer. And I just photographed her family portraits. So um, if you want to shoot everything you can, you don't have to put all of it on your website. Um, You could have your main gallery on your homepage or the main gallery in your navigation and have a sub gallery underneath that for other things. But if you just want to get people in the door, start with, start with what you love to shoot and what you shoot the most of and what makes you the most money and then go from there. Awesome. Thank you, Shauna. You're welcome. And AJ, I'd also suggest like if you want to still do commercial or you there's like some genre that doesn't fit in to me. Commercial is like the main one that you mentioned. Yeah. Um, you might want to have like a different domain or like a mm. sub a sub brand um, or even that. a landing page. You know what I mean? So that way right. you still exist in SEO world and you're like out there. And if someone inquired, you could send them to that correct page. You don't need to have it like be like an option on your homepage or you could even run ads to that landing page. But just like a separate place if you still want to take on that separate work, if that makes awesome. sense. Yeah. So I, since I focus on seniors and boudoir, that's a little bit weird in Instagram to have <laughs> like on your grid. To have, you know what I'm saying? So finally this year I bit the bullet and I created a seniors only. Uh, that kind of sounds weird as well. Um, but anyway, <laughs> I digress. Um, so I have a senior, uh, handle. And then I also just have my AJ Stegall handle on Instagram. And that seems to has kind of driven my senior business, which is kind of what I'm putting a lot of my energy and time into. And so um, that's kind of hopefully my bread and butter. And then everything else is just fun for me. Yeah, exactly. You could totally have like AJ, you said your last name is Stegall, um, like seniors, you know, dot com and then AJ Stegall, like boudoir or portrait right. or, you know what I mean dot com right. and then like when people google you and you could like potentially cross link them too but um I think something like that could also be it's kind of the same concept as the Instagram be potentially helpful for you if you don't have a way to like weave them all together right seamlessly. <laughs> <laughs> for sure well thank you guys I appreciate your time you're welcome, you're welcome. um yeah. 
I was I was gonna say for AJ, if you wanted to as well, you could potentially have different Instagrams that then link to um, an un I guess published to the main site, but still have it be there. That way, you have those inbounding links, um, those clicks coming through, obviously for SEO purposes. Uh, you know, help you with ranking. So there is that as well. Awesome. Well, um, speaking of templates and kind of going the DIY route, I know you have so many amazing templates, including some new ones that just dropped over the holidays in the Portrait Masters store. So we did have some questions just so people can like understand a little bit more how to get the most out of the templates. Mm -hmm. Um, So one big question that I bet people are wondering is it seems like a lot of the templates are around printed materials. Uh And if, you know, in this pandemic day and age that we're in, we're not doing as much um, maybe going to networking meetings in person, how can someone make the most out of printed marketing materials? Make it into a PDF and email it to them. (laughs) It gets to look the same. And you're still, and, and then they still have, you know, they have your point of contact and your email. They have, um, you can even put them on your website in a, in a separate page that, you know, you don't have public and you just send them the link to that. Um, you can put, at least you can, on my website, I think it's Wix platform and I, I think in um, the WordPress and in Squarespace, you can add um, PDF files, things that people can download from your website. So you can send them to a private page where they can download all your marketing and just have a digital format of it. That's super savvy and smart. I love that. And simple. I didn't expect it to be that simple of an answer. <laughs> um, and that's and- why I made those digital versions of of the gift, uh, the gift cards. It has like a, a, a foiled paper on it in the Photoshop version. You can just send a digital version of a gift card to somebody and then they can redeem it. For you. Hmm. Just, you know, they could save the file to their phone and they come in and see you when you photograph them. They show you the digital gift card on their phone and then you can mark that as their, you know, their discount or their, you know, their, um, you know, whatever monetary value you put on that. Is there any way to like protect a digital gift card so that someone's not like, I don't know, saving it and then texting it to all their friends or something? Honestly, I'm (laughs) sure they did because that would be more people coming to me. Okay, I love that answer, but I know that we get questions like that in the the group oh, yeah. a lot of um, Yeah, I don't know understand why people get so concerned with that. I, it's not you're not losing money. You're gaining a client. Yeah. That's such a smart way to think about it. Um Yeah, I'm kind of a glasses half uh, full kind of girl. <laughs> yeah, no. I I agree like I, I feel like um for example, I only do zoom reveals now since the pandemic but even before the pandemic i used to do them because i get a lot of clients who live maybe an hour's drive away and i think you're in southern california too you know that in southern california people don't really like to drive an hour typically so um i would just five miles yeah right so it's (laughs) so it'd be like you know 
okay, you don't need to come all the way back to my studio in person. We can just do this on Zoom. And when I would start talking about that in the Facebook group, there'd be like a lot of scarcity around like, what if they screenshot? What if they do this? And like, honestly, even I think I have had clients screenshot, but they still buy the pictures. Usually they're like, the only reason I know they've screenshotted is because they'll like refer to a image like at a later date so they must have like saved it unless they have a perfect memory but it's always so they can buy that image it's not like oh now it's their Facebook profile or something so I do think like your um mindset is a big part of how people treat you so I think you're right yeah yeah you know if you're in scarcity mode and 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 fear that's what you're going to attract it's very very true um back to the to the gift cards though if you're Giving them out digitally, I would just give out the smaller monetary value one. If it's a high dollar value, like five hundred, a thousand, or whatever, print it out and mail it to them. That's you know that you know. But if you're if you're using it as a marketing tool, like I have my um, I have these gift cards. I get out ninety nine dollar gift card, which is redeemable for you know one headshot or one portrait, and they put it towards it. Ninety nine dollars is not going to break my bank, you know. And if they and if I send a digital one, they copy to everybody. That's okay. They're only getting one picture. And if one person comes in and just wants one picture, that's okay. I got some cool stuff to use in my portfolio. But, you know, 10, you know, nine times out of 10, people are going to buy it from you. You know, you may have that one person that's dishonest. That's okay. It's the price of doing business or the cost of doing business. It's okay. You got to be okay with it. You know, otherwise, if you don't put, it's the same thing. You know, if you don't put yourself out there, you're never going to get clients. Yeah, I love that. That's like the real talk that we <laughs> we really need to hear. I wanted to ask you too. So some of the things you have in the Portrait Master Store are like these campaigns. Like I noticed you have a mommy and me campaign or a champagne party campaign. Mm-hmm. So, and I know a lot of people in these groups and this may not be similar, but are a lot of people in SBE lately have been doing 40 over 40, 50 over 50, which I also mm-hmm. saw you add logos for. But like what goes into creating all the marketing materials around a campaign? Like what are, besides a a landing page potentially, what are the, the elements that people should think about having for a campaign prepared? Oh gosh. Hmm. I haven't really thought about that one. (laughs) Well, like in your Um, mommy and me, what is, what does that entail? Like how many pieces are there? What does that entail? You know, there's a gift voucher. Um, there's a flyer, a pricing sheet, and then uh, like a big poster. If you have, a a, um, studio where you have a big window or a display where you can't, people are walking and you have some traffic and you can post that there so that people will see it. Um, it's just like a point of purchase display type of thing. Um, you can put that on your website. You can, um, you know, make an ad on Facebook or on Google, and using the elements and the text from those um, templates and just work them into something else. Um, you can put it on your, you can post it onto Instagram on your story um, or on, or as, as a post. And I'm going to be making, um, converting a lot of the templates that I already have into social media marketing campaigns too. So those are coming. <laughs> I just haven't, I, I hadn't had any time in the last couple of months to do it. And then I got sick for a whole month. So it just kind of like put everything on hold. And now I'm expanding my studio into another office. So, um, but yeah, I have a, a long list of all these things I'm working on. I'm going to hire another designer's income work with me and help me with that. So there's a lot more coming. Um, yeah, I'm very excited. I really want to um, help everybody expand their marketing and help them with that. Hmm. 
So I have a question for in regards to social media posting. So uh-huh. with, you said with the the thing, the marketing material that you would normally print out, you can turn that into a PDF and then potentially hand that out via email or they can go to your website to look at the PDF. Uh-huh. What about the design that goes into just, say, a story or into a post does that change at all? It um, does. You have to use less words. It's it's almost like a like a billboard. The same concept of, as a billboard. When you're doing billboard design, you have to you only the rule of thumb was seven words or less, and that's including the logo. Um, with with that, you have thirty seconds, twenty seconds, or is it fifteen seconds for people to see those things? So you want to make it so that they stop and hold and look at it a little bit more. So a great visual and a beautiful image and a great, you know, word or two, they'll catch their eye, you know? Um, and so they'll click and hold on that, but you do want to limit the amount of words that you have on it so that they will, you know, click a link or, you know, go to your page and find out more. Um, with that, like, do you, do you think you'll be designing any carousel post templates? Cause you know me, I'm all about, the carousel post <laughs> on Instagram. And I know that like after teaching Instagram, one thing people complain about is the time it takes to make, um, to just design them out and put the information in them. So I'm wondering if you have any plans for any cool carousel posts. All of the, uh, the, the campaigns I have, the, the mommy and me, the um, champagne party, the personal branding, I'm going to turn those into carousels too and posts um, with the same kind of look for it. And, and I love with the posts, you can actually put, you know, multiple pages so people can scroll and see like, um, you know, the, like the headline or a, an image, that, a, something that catches them and then they can scroll and read the rest of that. It's uh, the read the rest of that post. Um, so I'm going to be creating carousels for that too. But yeah, I have one carousel. I was testing out to see, you know, if people liked it, if they used it and it was my number one seller. Oh, so that's, that's awesome. Everything that, oh, yeah, people need this. They want this. They, and so I'm going to, like, I have plans to do all of that. So I'm working really hard to get it all together. <laughs> um, and, not, and, and frankly, I'm so excited by this that I'm hardly getting any sleep because all I want to do is create these things. That's so cool. I love, I love being in creation mode, too, and that feeling of, like, ah, there's so many good <laughs> things to be working on. <laughs> I have a small child, so that doesn't always work out for me, but... <laughs> I'm working on my own business and it makes me come up with ideas. So I'll create marketing for myself and I'm like, I can just turn this into a template and I simplify it and make, you know, and then put out, I'll take all the stuff that's personal to my, my business and my brand and I make it generic for everyone else. I love that. Yeah. I am so excited. I'm, I've been like during the pandemic, been learning so much about Instagram and all these other social media marketing. I even, (laughs) even joined TikTok. (laughs) <laughs> which is unusual for me because I was like, I kind of like avoided it. I'm like, I thought it was just a, a site for young people. Uh, I'm like, I'm 46 years old and I'm teaching this old dog new tricks. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I love it. And you did an amazing job designing like the PDFs for, for my Instagram course. So thank you very much. I don't know that I've actually been able to say that like vocally to you. <laughs> I, I, I had so much fun creating those because it was just, I'm like reading through all your stuff and I'm like, oh, these images start coming to my mind and how I could display it and and make it fun visually for people to to read it and learn from it because it the content was freaking amazing, Ashley. 
Thank you. Oh my god! <laughs> I was just like, I, I, I kind, I feel a little je- uh, um, like I don't know, special because I got to read everything for free. <laughs> <laughs> I know, <laughs> and it gave me just so many ideas for you know how to level up my own business and then creating things for everybody um, in in our in our universe. Um. So yeah, thank you <laughs> for <Aww>. that content. <laughs> incredible. And Thank your you. videos are so fun. I wish that, um, you know, I, I think I do have a, a fair amount of confidence, but I really couldn't do what you do. I mean, <laughs> you're just getting on camera and just having so much fun with it. And your personality is just, um, is, you know, you kind of gravitate towards that. And I'm like, damn, I really want to do that. Oh, so, thank yeah. you. Yeah. You know what? Though, there's, there's so many cool, like, um, non, um, non-face reels too that I like I do share in the course because I do know mm-hmm. that not everyone's gonna like be a formal former musical theater person who has no <laughs> shame going on camera but um but there's so many ways that people can do it and make it themselves you know so I just think people like connecting with like we said at the beginning of this conversation the person like mm-hmm. the design all that makes I know it's made a huge difference because literally every time I've upgraded the design elements in my business, it just gives me more confidence. Like you said, I do think it makes other people think right away this is going to be expensive. Like they're not looking at the site and being like, oh, she's just starting out or whatever. Mm -hmm. Um, But I also think showing your face and your personality, whatever your personality is, whether you're like super outgoing or more reserved or however someone speaks, it's just that way of like seeing the person behind Mm -hmm. the business. And that's also so much a part of branding is just who you are, how you communicate. Would you be fun to hang out with during a photo shoot? Do you know your stuff? Will Mm -hmm. you make me feel confident? And there's like, as unlimited as the personalities are in this world, I think there's unlimited ways to, to communicate that. But I do think people need to find like little audio clips and stuff that resonate with them. Like I tend to choose sillier ones cause that's more my personality, but sometimes I see like some really inspirational ones and I don't know if I could do them, but they would probably resonate with someone who's like more reserved, you know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. different, yeah, different yeah. elements. It's definitely giving me a lot of different ideas for sure. Not necessarily doing, you know, the, um, the voiceover ones that you're doing, but the, I don't know, just, just, it's really just giving me the, the drive to even just start doing more behind the scenes shoot, uh, of me shooting and posting those on and making little videos of that or, um, just sharing, you know, I'm just behind the camera and just shooting, you know, me showing, sharing, my new office space yeah Um, and that got a lot of traction too I was shocked (laughs) yeah I loved the one that you just did that like walked down the hall and showed the new space that you were it was just like a few days ago that you posted that one I loved I loved seeing that that was really cool yeah and then as soon as I'm done um getting the space together I was going to do a a before and after and kind of like a transition of that video with the new one of how it's all done up and ready to go also you could record a time-lapse I don't know if you've already like set your new space up, but if you're in the process of doing it, maybe you could record 
a time lapse of like hanging in the backdrops or whatever it is, painting, whatever it is that you're doing, people love time lapses of, you know, that transformation. I think that would, mm-hmm. could be really cool too. Yeah, these are just going to be my um, my offices because right now my shooting space in and is my shooting space in my office and I'm running out of room. Uh, I was, you know, I'm doing families, I'm doing personal branding and stuff, and I'm finding that I need all these different corners and all of my office stuff is in the way. And I, mm. and it has amazing, huge cabinets and so much storage. So I can really just make it devoted to just shooting and have lots of little, you know, background setups ready to go. So I don't have to move so much around all the time. So what it is, is just an office space to put where we meet with clients. They, I'm going to put my viewing wall in there. And the other room is for where my designer is going to go up <gasps> too. So, and then they're just right across from each other. So I'm so excited to just um, bring in all these different elements so I can really level up um, my options for shooting. Oh, that's so cool. So the expansion is really just going to allow you to have like a devoted meeting <laughs> reveal. And do you do your like editing or anything at office too um right now my office is at home i'm actually talking to you at my desk in my bedroom right now um (laughs) so i'm gonna be moving this to the office space and it'll be nice because um what sometimes when i'm working here i'm talking to clients um like on zoom my dogs start they'll hear something they start barking and (laughs) i have to calm down so going over to my office and being able to have a nice quiet space where i can actually work and focus is going to be great but I'll still have my lap. I'm going to get a laptop and I'll still work from home every now and then when I need to, or, you know, I don't really have too much to do specifically at the office, but, um, it's just, you know, another, another space I needed just to, to help break up, um, what I was doing day to day. Yeah. Yeah. Very excited. And I'm, um, I'm coming up with like a little new, um, some of the backdrops that Sue is shooting has showed us on, on SBE, I, I want to create some of those. So I'm going to put the um, the flower wall back up and I, I'm going to put it in the corner where the viewing wall is right now. So um, that way I don't have to keep breaking things down and recreating them every time I want to shoot on it. That's cool. That's exciting. I'm excited for you. I can't wait to see like see all the more. new, yeah, all the ways that you shoot and use the new, like more space. That's going to be really yeah. fun to see. There was this couple that I photographed um, a couple weeks ago. Well, no, no, actually, take, take that back. It was back in November right before I got sick. And I had to move my desk out of the way because I had this idea of putting them up against the wall. It was a, a something that I saw Sue do. And it just really gave me like 20 more different variations to shoot them in rather than just photographing them, you know, um, on the back, one of the backgrounds. And just oh, lean awesome. them up against the wall and kind of play with it. So there's just so many areas in my in my studio with a you know with a, with a window or a wall that um, or a, you know the floor on the wall that I, I want to be able to you know take advantage of. That's awesome. So, Shauna, we're about to hit the one hour mark. I want to ask you one more question. Mm-hmm. Uh, as 2022 is just starting, what advice would you have for photographers who are just getting started in their career, their business, uh, in regards to design? Oh, um, you don't need everything all at once. It's just, it's just like with your equipment. Um, start with something simple, like, like just a text only logo, um, and start with your business cards, a gift card, um, an accordion card. You don't need to go straight into the magazine. Um, you know, there's different steps you can take to, um, 
you know, make, make a list and uh, goals and where you want to be, you know, six months from now, a year from now, two years from now, five years from now. And, you know, use, design things accordingly for what you need it for. If you're, you're going to networking events and you just want to, you want to hand out, you know, gift, a uh, gold foil gift card or the accordion card is something small and simple that people can take with them instead of carrying like a stack of magazines. The magazines magazines are really for when um, you're meeting your with your client and um, you know, they need another little, you know, maybe a little something extra to kind of take them to the next level um, to, to buy more from you, to, to book more with you um, more to use it to, market some more people and share it with, you know, um, other businesses that you're going to be doing cross promoting with. Um, just, just start simple and then work your way up. That's awesome. <laughs> Ladies <laughs> and gentlemen, Sean Crane. <laughs> <laughs> so since we have hit the one hour mark, I do want to thank you for joining us before we let you go though. Please. Can you tell people where they can find you? Um, on my website, redcraneportraits.com. Um, I have a link to my social media at the top of the navigation there. I'm on Instagram at redcraneportraits. I'm also on YouTube where you can find my video tutorials um, at Shauna Crane. And I'm also on LinkedIn at Shauna Crane um, if you want to touch, uh, touch base with me there. So, yeah, there you have it. Awesome. Oh, and on Facebook at Red Crane Portraits. Awesome. <laughs> I forget about that one because I'm really not using it that often. I've been on Instagram like a bad woman these days. <laughs> well, everyone, please, please, please be sure to go follow Shauna at all her different socials. And make sure to follow the portrait system on Instagram and on Facebook as well. Uh, also, be sure to check out the blog posts that are associated with our Clubhouse interviews at SueBriceEducation.com forward slash blog. You can follow Ashley on Instagram at Ashley Taylor Portrait. That is A-S-H-L-E-I-G-H. And you can find me there as poplight underscore photography. If you are a member of Sue Bryce Education and you have more questions for Shauna, Ashley, or myself, go tag us in a post in the SBE Members Only Facebook group. And if you are not a member of Sue Bryce Education and you are interested in learning about how it can help your business succeed, email Ella in support uh, at support at SueBriceEducation.com. Thank you again for joining us, and we hope you can join us next week. Thanks again for listening today. And don't forget, you can listen to either me or our special guests every Friday on Clubhouse at 11 a.m. Pacific. Thank you so much for listening to the Portrait System Podcast. Your five-star reviews really help us to continue what we do. So if you like listening, would you mind giving us a review wherever you listen? I also encourage you to head over to SueBriceEducation.com where you can find all of the education you need to be a successful photographer. There are over 1,000 on-demand educational videos on things like posing, lighting, styling, retouching, shooting, marketing, sales, business, and self-value. There's also the 90-Day Startup Challenge plus so many downloads showing hundreds of different poses. We have to-do checklists for your business, lighting PDFs. I mean, truly everything to help make you a better photographer and to make you more money. Once again, that's SueBriceEducation.com. It's time for me to tell you about this episode's sponsor, Fujifilm North America. If you haven't experienced portraits and wedding scenes created on the large format GFX system digital camera sensor, you are missing out. 
Along with up to 102 megapixel resolution, you'll find rich colors and gorgeous in-camera looks. There's also AI-driven subject detection and eight frames per second bursts inside the compact GFX100 digital camera. Hit the link in this episode's description to view the products. It's time to dream big in your creative process.